Oh, my mind. <coughs> Look at the beloved Kripal. This is Sanchi's Bhajan, Takdale Manawe Kirpal Piare Tai, on page 78. He who had the darshan of the Guru drank the cup of Amrit Nam. O mind, become determined to have the support of Kripal. Whoever made his master sit in his heart finished the cycle of 84. O oh, my mind, keep the love for the glimpses of the master, within whose heart the love of the guru will come. For him the door of Sachkhand will be opened. O oh, mind, memorize the hints of the true guru. In a moment, he removes the pains of the suffering ones. The ocean of love cannot be stopped. When he showers grace, the Lord liberates in a moment. The story of the love of the master cannot be told. What praise can I do of the true beloved? Tell them, O Ajayb, of the glimpses of Kripal. O my mind, look at the beloved Kripal. By Jan of Sanchi on page 78. Takale manawe kirpal piyare tai. Takale manawe kirpal piyare tai. Darshan guru da jisne kita. Amrit Nam Piala Pita Darshan Guru Dajishne Kita Amrit Nam Piala Pita Akle Manawe Kirpal Saritai Akle Manawe Kirpal Jisne vidil vich guru nu betalia Gera chora shival mukalia Jisne vidil vich guru nu betalia Gera chora shival mukalia Rakale manawe guru pyar najari tai Rakale manawe kirpal pyar tai Rakale manawe kirpal pyar tai Guru da pyar jishahir de cha aiga such a candida buha kule jaiga Guru da piyaraji sahire de cha aiga Such a candida buha kule jaiga Ratale manawe sachi guru de sharitai Takale manawe kirpa 
दुख एक काल शनिवार दालिया न जावे ओ समुंदर प्यार दुखिया दे दुख एक काल शनिवार दालिया न जावे ओ समुंदर प्यार होवे च पाल विच तारे साई ताकने मनावे कृपाल प्यारी पाई ताकने मनावे कृपाल कहानी जाए गुरु दे प्यार दी कर की सिफत में सचे दिलदार दी दासिना की हानी खाए गुरुदेव यारी हर की सिफत में सच्ची दिलदार दी दासले अजायब किरपाल दे नजारे ताई दाकले मनाए किरपाल प्यार ताई दाकले मनाए किरपाल O my mind, look at the beloved Kripal. Our next bhajan is on page 243. What praise can I do of Guru Kripal, who has made this whole world? After creating the vessels of different colors, he has hidden himself within them. Somewhere becoming healthy, he gives happiness. Somewhere becoming a disease, he creates the turmoil. Saying, ah, ah, the soul writhes in pain and says, O Lord, protect us. The pain has bothered us. He himself comes becoming the doctor and healer. He himself knows the disease which he has caused, which he has caused people to suffer. He himself feels the pulse and diagnoses the three diseases. He himself comes becoming the herbs of the hills. He himself blows the fire in them. He himself prepares the medicine. He makes the pills and strains the powder. Making the bitter drink, he puts it into the mouth of the patient. He himself swallows it. He himself makes the patient sit up. He himself makes them lie on the floor, expire. He himself making the play looks at it. He is present in every cell. Ajayb has contemplated his attention towards Sachkhand after taking the orders from Kripal. Ajayb has contemplated his attention towards Sach Khan after taking the orders from Kripal. What praise can I do of Guru Kripal, who has made this whole world? After creating the vessels of different colors, he has hidden himself within them. Bhajan of Sanchi on page 243. Sifat ki guru ke padi mein 
praise can I do of Guru Kripal, who has made this whole world. After creating the vessels of different colors, he has hidden himself within them. And there are some announcements. Beginning tomorrow morning, Monday, July 4th, there will be a five-day meditation retreat celebrating Santa Jeb Singh's life. The retreat will run through the end of the week. Initiates are welcome to attend any of the meditation sittings. Schedules of satsang and meditation times are available at the book table in the big house. Tomorrow at the nine o'clock satsang, the initiation instructions will be read. This satsang is only open to those dear ones who have already been initiated into the practice of Mat. We want to begin promptly at nine, so please arrive on time. 
The reading will be followed by a meditation period that will go to 11 a.m. Anyone who has only the sound initiation will be able to join the group already in the hall for the second half of the instructions. Please arrive by nine and wait in the big house to be ready at a moment's notice. And the May-June issue of Sant Bonnie magazine has just been mailed to subscribers. Copies are available at the book table in the big house. And it's very nice to see all of you, by the way. I, uh, it's very nice to be here. So, God bless us all. I, I actually, that bhajan, which I did not know was going to be sung, and Susan mentioned a few weeks ago how this can sometimes happen, happens to be exactly along the lines of what I was preparing for today's satsang. I, there are two things that have been, I guess you could say, preoccupying me uh, over the last year. Two thoughts that keep coming back and back. One has to do with the paradoxical nature of the universe, which is very well expressed. One aspect of it, anyway, is very well expressed in that bhajan. And the other has to do with the uses of failure. And by failure, I don't just mean when we do something wrong, but when something that seems bad happens to us and we feel like a failure, which I had some experience with, and I know probably everyone has. The two thoughts are not inconsistent with each other, although if I think, if I push my mind in the direction of one, um, it takes a slightly different form than if I push it in the direction of the other. Anyway, I want to begin with some thoughts on the paradoxical nature of the universe by reading a letter of <coughs> Singh, ostensibly on karma, which is how it's titled. But I, it has always seemed to me that it's really about paradox. And, of course, a paradox is something or two things which directly contradict each other but which are both true. And you will see the connection as I read along, although I have read this letter many times. It's been published in Sant Bani, um, and it's a pretty well-known letter, so maybe everyone knows it already, but regardless, as Master Kripal used to say, don't mind the repetitions. Don't be bored by them. All right, this is from Spiritual Gems, letters number 20, entitled Karma. The Supreme Creator and the individual spirit in the creation are connected together through the sound current. But Kao, also a creation of the Supreme Being, separates the individual from the current by coming in between as mind and forms. Hence, the individual feels disconnected 
but not so the Creator. There are three minds, and corresponding to these three minds are three kinds of forms. One, in Trikuti, what is usually called the causal plane, or often called the causal plane, the Nijman, innermost or causal mind, or as it is sometimes called, Brahm, and the universal mind cover the spirit. The forms here are made of very pure maya, so much so that a majority of the seekers have failed to see here the spirit apart from maya or mind, and therefore considered Brahm as all-pervading, etc. Two, lower down in Sahans del Kamal, the forms of Trikuti get another covering of mind and form, both coarser than the above. The astral form here being governed by the Andiman or astral mind. In this zone, there are the hells and heavens and numerous other lokas or regions. Here, the tendencies of the mind are directed inward and are elevating. This mind behaves like a wise enemy, seeking to keep us here. Three, further down in Pind, the region below the eyes, the astral form gets another covering of coarse material with which we are all familiar. The mind that governs this form is called the Pindiman, physical or lower mind. Its tendencies are outward and diffusive, and it is most difficult to control. Now, a body actuated by mind and spirit cannot help performing karma, and the karmic law, as you sow, so shall you also reap, continues to work, and the account is complicated with time. The more one works, the greater the entanglement, like a bird struggling in the meshes of a net. So cunningly has Kyle arranged the snare of forms and minds that it is well nigh impossible to escape from their influence on these minds and bodies. No matter how good and godly we may be, that alone will not take us out from these regions. Says Lord Krishna, good actions are as much binding as bad actions. Good actions may be likened to fetters of gold and bad actions to those of iron, and both are equally efficient in keeping us tied. The escape is through the sound current. Only when the attention catches and follows the current does the mind become dormant and out of action. At all other times, when the attention is off the current, the mind gets the upper hand. Through long and indefinite time, ever since the spirit separated from its ocean and associated itself with the minds and bodies, not only has the upward passage been blocked, but the spirit has been so bewildered 
entangled and enfeebled, that it has lost all memory of its home and is contented to live a wretched life in this wretched material world. Now, there are two ways of looking at this creation. One, from the top, looking down, the Creator's point of view. Two, from the bottom, looking up, man's point of view. From the top, it looks as though the Creator is all in all. He is the only doer, and the individual seems like a puppet tossed right and left by the wire puller. There seems to be no free will in the individual and therefore no responsibility on his shoulder. It is his play. There is no why or wherefore. All the saints, when they look from the top, describe the creation as his manifestation. They see him working everywhere. Now, looking from below, or the individual viewpoint, we come across variety as opposed to oneness. Everybody appears to be working with a will and is influenced by and is influencing others with whom he comes in contact. The individual thinks he is the doer and thereby becomes responsible for his actions and their consequences. All the actions are recorded in his mind and memory and cause likes and dislikes which keep him pinned down to the material, astral, or mental spheres according to his actions in an earlier life in the cycle of transmigration. The individual in these regions cannot help doing actions and having done them cannot escape their influences. The individual acts as the doer and therefore bears the consequences of his actions. As stated above, the observations differ on account of the difference in the angle of vision. Both are right. One, the individual clothed in coarse material form sees only the external material forms. His sight does not go deeper than that. Two, if he were to rise up to San Stalcamo, the same individual would see the mind actuating all forms. The form would be secondary only. Mind would be the prime doer in all. Three, the same individual from Daswandwar will see the spirit current working everywhere and will see how the mind gets power from the spirit. Four, from Sajkand, the whole creation looks like bubbles forming and disappearing in the spiritual ocean. Now, the letter goes on and it gets more specifically about exactly how the karmic process works, and it's very, very good letter in every way, but the part that I wanted to think about is the part that I've read, and I would point out 
that if there is one word that describes this part of the letter, it is paradox. And I, to me it seems that paradox, along with love, and the fact that love is the core of the universe, which many masters have said, including Rabia, and also Jesus, and Rumi, and a number of others well known to us. Um, the fact that love is the core of the universe, and at the same time the world is the way it seems to us when we look around, is part of the paradox. And so I would say that paradox is the essence of the universe. That the universe as we know it is fundamentally paradoxical. And that when we try to understand it, that is to say when we try to fit things that are totally outside of whatever apparatus we have been able to develop, receiving apparatus to receive them in, if we don't have something in us that we have available to us, accessible to us, that we can hook onto, but we try to reduce whatever we have been told about the nature of the universe, the inner planes, and so forth, to something that our ordinary mind can grasp, that's when we get confused. And that is why uh, it seems like a paradox, because from the point of view of the dualistic narrow, I would say, angle of vision that Samhain Singh is describing here, we can't handle both of them at once. And if you think about the things in this letter, actually he does an exceptionally good job. Not that I am anyone to compliment him or not, um, but I do feel this letter is extremely effective in explaining this process, but uh, it doesn't, of course, cover the whole, the whole paradox. If you think about all the things we have heard about the physical plane and the wretchedness of it and so forth, and most of us would find things in our own experience that resonate with that, at the same time, uh, if we look at morning talk number 21, the, what the principles are of bhakti or devotion, and we see very clearly that anything made by God is very good and that this world is full of God and it's beautiful and if we think it isn't it's because of the glasses that we are wearing which is another way of course of speaking of the angle of vision that Samhain Singh is talking about here. So the paradox is all pervasive. You know, wherever we turn when we try to understand eternity by way of time, and remember eternity is the God of love, and time is Kao. So we are, as long as we are functioning within the world of Kao, we have, we have to see, as Sawenzing says, we can't help but see in a way that is determined by the dualistic nature of that world. We see things as opposites, which are really two sides of the same coin. 
the concept of synchronicity um, as formulated by Dr. Jung and also found in some Chinese um, scriptures is really another way of understanding this the synchronicity which is a causal that is to say it does not it accepts causality as a thing that happens that is it seems as though causality is the thing but in fact everything is just existing at the same time if you look at it from the point of view of eternity and yeah these things are um, mind-boggling when we try to see them via the mind but um, this is the whole point of course of the path is to reach a place where we don't have to see things through the mind where we can see with at least in the beginning somewhat the eye of the master and then um, eventually we will see his entire vision we will see from the point of view of god we will from be in such kind and we will see the whole creation as bubbles rising and disappearing in the ocean and we will see that what counts what is the the main fact is that God does permeate everything, pervade everything, reside in everything, and is even, and I do believe that the masters teach this, although not quite maybe in these words, is reachable through everything. In other words, wherever we are at, when the desire to reach God arises within us, Wherever we are at, whatever our mode of life is, whatever we are doing, whoever we know, somehow within that, God will find a way to reach to us and pull us to the master. And that, I mean, if, if you talk to any dozen or so satsangis and, you know, you ask, well, how did you come to the path? You do find that the stories can be vastly different. And this was astonishing to me when I when I first was initiated. I mean, when I thought, I mean, when I came on the path in 1957 in Boston, um, you know, I came as part of a group of five or six, actually, eventually, or eight or nine young people who all had pretty similar stories. Some of us had um, worked together and... Uh, you know, helped each other out in our search, which I've talked about many times and written about too. And um, others had joined us later, but it was, we all came from roughly the same type of bohemian, this and that kind of background. And the people that were satsangis when we first came in were a very different type, but they all also seemed to be kind of the same. They were older people, who had been initiated two years before when Master had been there in 55. And most of them came from uh, what used to be called, I don't probably still is, an occult background. That is, they had one kind or another of um, Vedanta or Theosophy or Spiritism or this or that thing. Um, and when the Master came to Boston, those are the people that initially went to see him. 
So I sort of thought that uh, everybody that came on the path was either like me, like us, the young people, or like these other people, whom I liked and admired, by the way, and learned a lot from. But um, I thought that this covered the ground. And of course, as we all know, uh, when Master came in 63 and we traveled around with him, uh, I was absolutely astonished at first to find that obviously people of all kinds from all walks of life, all degrees of education, people from very bohemian-type lives, people from very respectable-type lives, all of them came together at the feet of the Master. And regardless of which, uh, he drew them. And he drew them to him. And he reached them via whatever they were doing at the time, regardless of what it was. And of course, when anyone does that, the tendency is to then um, think that the way in which God was able to reach us is responsible for what happened then. And, you know, as you find out, really isn't. What's responsible and what the doer is, is the love of God working through and reaching us wherever we are. And this is, because of the nature of this, it seems paradoxical to us. You know, it, and it is as long as we are forced to see what is basically oneness through the lens of duality. As, as Master Kripal says in the coming spiritual revolution, um, even when we say one, one is only a way of saying it, which is, is how we can do it. It seems like one is the opposite of two, or uh, that they are mutually incompatible or something. But in fact, one is just the best we can do to describe what is. And so saying one and two doesn't make it either. And I, I go back over and over again, uh, something I know a lot of you have heard me say over the years, quoting C.S. Lewis, we cannot expect the gods to meet us face to face until we have faces. It is impossible for us to see things from God's point of view until we have developed the apparatus that enables us to do that. And that is, of course, done through going within and uh, expanding, which is what Master wants us to do. Now, along with this, I, I do think that this is a very basic teaching of the masters which underlies everything else. And it is most of the things, like the bhajan says, if we think about this bhajan, I'll read it again, uh, in the light of the letter from Samhain Singh that we just heard, think about it. Um, what praise can I do of Guru Kripal, who has made this whole world? And of course, the fact um, that masters habitually and traditionally identify God in the form of their master is another paradox because on one level 
Guru Kripal is a human being who was once like us, if not in this life, then in a previous life, and who did do what is possible to do and who reached God and became one with him and who would tell you if you asked him, as I have been present when he has been asked and he did say, that if he... Uh, he, that he he didn't know everything. He only knew one ray. Somebody, he said, I am still a student one time. This was in 1969. I am still a student, he said. I'm still learning. And somebody who was there got very upset with that. And he said, Master, how, how can you be still learning? You're a master. And he said, well, look here. If you follow the ray back to the sun, um, how many rays do you know? He said, you only know one ray until you get back to the sun, and then maybe you can learn some others. And that was extremely illuminating to me from, from Master's point of view also. But of course, from the point of view of the fully realized disciple, it is a question of seeing the sun via the lens of the Master. And... You know, all masters have done this. The, the, the things about Jesus in the Gospels and in St. Paul's letters are the same idea. Uh, Milana Rumi's writings about Shamus Tabrez are the same idea. And, you know, almost any master you could name has spoken like this. So, and then, you know, uh, I mean, part of the paradox, too, is that, of course, Guru Kripal, which can be read as the name of the human being who became one with God, who initiated many of us, including Sanchi, can also be taken to mean the power which is the God of mercy, because that's what, of course, Guru Kripal means. Guru in Sanskrit is the dispeller of darkness, that is to say, in one way of understanding it, the creator of light, and Kripal is the merciful one, the God of mercy. It is perfectly legitimate to refer to the loving God as Kripal. And so you could read this, what praise can I do of the infinitely merciful dispeller of darkness and giver of light who has made this whole world? And then, of course, that is not also not different than Sanchi's meaning. Okay, but after creating the vessels of different colors, he has hidden himself within them. And of course, the different colors, as Master Kripal often used to mention, refers to the different ways in which human beings look, which, as he said, we are all different colored flowers in the garden of God, and we smell sweet. So somewhere becoming healthy, he gives happiness. Somewhere becoming a disease, he creates the turmoil. Saying, ah, ah, the soul writhes in pain and says, oh, Lord, protect us. The pain has bothered us. This is, of course, again, part of the paradox here is that the master's say different things about this because, again, it all depends on which point of view either they happen to be looking at or looking via at a 
specific time or wherever we're stuck in, um, and both of which might influence how they put it. But elsewhere, Sanchi has said that the master never gives us karma, that we uh, created all ourselves and that it is Kal who applies it, and that the master doesn't give us good karma and he doesn't give us bad karma. What he gives us is love, and if we're receptive, the ability to handle it. But he doesn't give us the stuff. But again, you see, um, that depends on how you're looking at it. That is true one way, but not necessarily always. And here, it is equally true that um, he becomes the disease and creates the turmoil. And we know that when Master Kripal was ready to leave the body, the very last darshan that he gave in August 1974, when somebody asked him out of his love, why don't you heal yourself? And Master said, well, look here. If someone you love gives you something, do you refuse it? Do you not accept it? He said, well, I am very happy to accept this gift from my beloved. And um, this is another way of putting what Sanchi has put here. Part of this has to do with the fact that to the masters, they don't choose when they say these things. It isn't for them a question of choosing because they can see both at the same time and we can't. So when we hear one thing, we think, oh, I don't like that so much or, oh, I agree with that. And the two things may seem to cancel each other out, but in fact, when you put them together, they become the truth. William Blake says somewhere, as everyone knows, my, my favorite poet or one of them, in other words, things that happen that we are afraid of, that we are, we don't like, we, we resist, we fight, we pray to not have. Okay, they're too much for us, but they are not less a portion of eternity for all that. And I have found one of the things in my life that I have found is that when something really is too much, then this is my experience. When something really is too much, the master invariably heard my prayer and gave me mercy, which is kind of miraculous, not to mention paradoxical in itself. Because I have not been able to do what Kripal is saying. I have not always been able to accept the gift. And some gifts are very hard to take. And in order to accept them, we have to be very complete. And generally, they catch us before we expect them. And we're not very complete. Okay, but, and this is also from my experience too, he himself comes becoming the doctor and healer. He himself knows the disease which he has caused people to suffer. He himself feels the pulse and diagnoses the three diseases. And you might say, every esoteric system that I am aware of, including Saint Mat, 
as well as the ones who are closest to it, speaking theoretically anyway, Sufism, of course, and Kabbalah, which really, in, uh, if you study the theory or the philosophy of them, you will find that the, over and over again, a concept that the masters have put, it will be in different language using different metaphors and different um, similes and all that kind of thing, but uh, the point will be the same. All of those systems, from the point of view of time, that is to say the chronological trap that we are in, which is how Kyle works. I mean, there's a reason why Kyle means time. And because we are in that trap, to us, it cannot make sense the way the universe works. What make, we can make sense out of the invasion of love that comes to us in the form of the various masters, and we can make sense of how that has affected us and what it makes us want to do. But we can't really make sense of the why of it all. I don't know how many times I have either heard in person or uh, heard on tape or read in print, somebody asked the master, um, you know, why did we have to leave the lap of God and come down into the world? Apparently, we didn't really do anything. Why did that have to happen? Because when you come right down to it, if you look at the theory, the various theories of the esoteric systems, they all amount to this, that God separated himself into parts, or in the Kabbalah, they use even use the metaphor of explosion, um, he exploded, basically, and the whole creation is an attempt to pull himself back together again, and he will. But it won't be any different, theoretically, than it was before. This is the way it seems, if you just go by the theory. Now, the masters don't answer that. I mean, Kripal used to say when somebody asked him this kind of question, the why question, why did... God create us? Why did God create the universe in the first place? Why did he make us the way we are, etc., etc.? He would say, and I, I know we've, many of us have heard this many times, the only thing that really can be said, I think you had better go to him and ask him. Because when we are able to do that, we are able to hear what he has to say, we are developing, in other words, the face, which enables us to talk with God face to face. This is basically the story of the book of Job, is that eventually Job, through his suffering, is able to see God and to hear him and to understand the nature of the universe in a way that he could not before, although he thought he did. And that, well, let me finish reading this budget, but... He himself comes becoming the herbs of the hills. I love this verse. He's not only the, the, you know, the infection that causes the disease, he's not only the doctor who prescribes for us and understands it, he is also what he prescribes. You know, he is the, he is the cause, he is the 
curer and he is the means. There is no, there's nothing that he isn't. He becomes the herbs of the hills. And of course, this is, I believe, this is Ayurvedic uh, symbolism here. Uh, Kusanchi, of course, had studied Ayurvedic medicine. He himself blows the fire in them. He himself prepares the medicine. He makes the pills and strains the powder. Sanchi often used to refer to uh, Kripal as the doctor of the Sangha. And here it gets the paradox becomes very uh, yeah, grabbing, uh, clutching maybe. Making the bitter drink, which up till now we had thought was the medicine, he puts it into the mouth of the patient, but it's bitter. Okay, he himself swallows it, but it is really him who is having the effect of it. He himself makes the patient sit up, which it would do if it were indeed medicine, you see. He himself makes them, what it means is die, okay? He makes our bodies die by giving us in both some some of us get cured and some of us don't. And the reason is because that's, <laughs> that's the way of it. That is what the master is doing. And there is no understanding of it in terms, in the terms that we are, that we can accept until we become big enough to see it all. Until our, our mind or our eye, I'm not sure which word Blake used actually, is, um, expanded. Okay, he, and now he switches the metaphor, he himself making the play looks at it. He is present in every cell. Whatever else we can say about the universe, whatever we can't say is that he isn't present in every cell. And wherever we turn, there is no place where he is not. No place, none. And Ajayb has contemplated his attention. When I first read this just now, I'm not used to reading contemplated as taking... Excuse me. Um, I'm not used to contemplated uh, taking an object. So I thought it was, I read it as Ajayb has contemplated his attention towards such kind, and of course it isn't that. It's the attention is what he's contemplating with, um, and he's turning it towards such kind after taking the orders from Kripal, in the same way as any of us would. In other words, at this point, the writer of the bhajan is identifying with us, even though he is writing from the point of view of Kripal, of being able to see from the point of view of Kripal. And he is, um, but here he's making it plain. Uh, he had to, I mean, he didn't understand everything in the beginning. He had to turn his attention towards such kind, just like we do. And the reason he did it is because this is what Kripal told him to do. In the same way with us, if we do it. That's why we do it. So in a, in a sense, then, what he's saying is, this point of view is available to you, and it's an important, um, the most important point of the bhajan. 
Well, I was going to go on quite a bit further, but I want to play the tape. I will be doing satsang next week also, and I will, uh, and also a couple of times during the retreat in the morning, and I, and, and the initiation instructions, of course. And I may, um, go further, uh, in any of those. Uh, I, cause I wanted to talk about failure and how failure strikes us as part of the paradox. Because it has often been said, and I have often said it, although I didn't, wasn't original with it, <laughs> failure is education. It is through failing that we learn how not to fail. And without failure, you know, there, there's nothing further. And this is a complicated, well, it's not complicated, it's actually extremely simple, but it's a complex thing. And um, so I think I'll pick it up. Sorry about that. I'll pick it up um, at a future time. The tape that I'm playing was originally, I picked it because of its connection with the whole failure thing, but actually it connects equally well with what we have read today. This is Sanchi's last talk in the United States ever. It was the talk he gave in Acton um, on Salensing's birth, no, the day after Salensing's birthday, yeah. Uh, July 28th, no, which, what does it say here? Yeah, July 28th, exactly. Um, and it's, uh, you know, the, the one about the will of God. I've played it a number of times, one of my favorite talks. And I think I read it when I was here last year, I'm not sure. Did something with it. Anyway, um, notice how the people, you know, the design that it strikes me, and this you see over and over again in the Bible, uh, it's so much so that I call it the biblical story. And in the lives of the masters, you know, you start out thinking that you are where you ought to be and everything is okay. And you're content and complacent with things and just going on okay. And then you lose it all. Something goes terribly wrong. And usually you feel like at best, a complete idiot, and at worst, something uh, very uh, slimy and filthy, and you don't know what to make of it all, and then through that, you become much higher than you ever were before everything happened. And it's like, a, it's such a pattern, and it works out over and over and over again, and it works out in our lives if we can see it there. And this story about the village uh, is an example of it, that these people were being given a gift of grace that was of enormous value to them, but they could not see it until it was over. And this is, of course, part of the trap of time that we are in. We cannot see anything in its wholeness until we crawl our way through it. The master can see the beginning and the end at once, which is one of the definitions of eternity, being beyond time as the fourth dimension, they tell me, 
and it is um, um, we have to we're, we're it's like when you look down and see the beginning and the end of a building, say, or a painting, or even a, like a scene in a movie, you know, when those things are created even, they are created, the effect of them on us has to do with what they don't show. You know, it's like an artist will frame a portion of reality, either obviously external or based on how he sees something. And what he doesn't include is what is not in the painting, but of course it was there in reality. And that is true when we write a book, we select and set within a frame something. It may not be spatial in a book, it could be most any kind of thing, but we we don't see what isn't there. And the effect the book has on us is determined by how the frame sits. And uh, if you move the frame around, you get an entirely different picture, which is why sometimes classic traditional stories, when they're told from another point of view than we're used to, uh, are extremely powerful and very gripping. Um, So in a way, eternity is like looking at everything with no frames. You know, you see how everything connects with everything else. And and you see time as a dimension, like space. You see um, the beginning and the end of something in the same way that we can see the beginning and the end of a, of a counter, you know, of a bench, of a basketball court. We look at it, we see one side and the other. If we could only see one part and we were compelled to like move our head back and forth and only see um, a little bit at a time, it would be very comparable to the way we are forced to view the universe by looking through the dimension of time. We're, we're trapped in that dimension just in the same way as someone who is say, a two-dimensional person would be affected by looking at a three-dimensional object. He would see something, and it would make sense to him in a way because he would make a story for it. But it would not be anything like what we would see. And that is the difference between the Master's point of view and ours, you see. Is that he really, and why prophets can see what the future holds and all sorts of things because they're looking at the whole thing at once and and then and causality and the whole karma thing are reduced to one way of looking at it all right I'll continue on with this maybe i don't know anyway this is the talk july 28 1996 at acton sanchi's farewell talk
ਸਾਵਣ ਕਰਪਾਲ ਦੇ ਚਰਨਾਂ ਵਿੱਚ ਨਮਸਕਾਰ ਹੈ ਜਿਨ੍ਹਾਂ ਨੇ ਅਪਾਰ ਦਿਆ ਕਰਕੇ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਆਪ ਦਾ ਜਸ਼ ਕਰਨ ਦਾ ਮੌਕਾ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਹੈ ਸੈਲੂਟੇਸ਼ਨਸ ਇਨ ਟੂ ਦ ਫੀਟ ਆਫ ਸੁਪਰੀਮ ਫਾਦਰਸ ਲਾਰਡ ਆਲਮਾਈਟੀ ਸਾਵਨ ਐਂਡ ਕਰਪਾਲ ਉਹ ਸ਼ਾਵਰਿੰਗ देयर ਲਿਮਿਟਲੈਸ ਗ੍ਰੇਸ ਅਪਾਨ ਅਸ ਹੈਵ ਗਿਵਨ ਅਸ ਦ ਅਪਰਚੁਨਿਟੀਜ਼ ਟੂ ਸਿੰਗ देयर ਪ੍ਰੇਜ਼ਸ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਇੱਥੇ ਐਕਟਨ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਆ ਕੇ ਵੀ ਕਾਫੀ ਖੁਸ਼ੀ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਆਪ ਸਭ ਨੂੰ ਪਤਾ ਹੀ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਮਾਤਾ ਮਿਲੀ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਕਿਰਪਾਲ ਦੀ ਬਹੁਤ ਪਿਆਰੀ ਸੀ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੇ ਕਾਫੀ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੀ ਸਿੱਖਿਆ ਤੇ ਅਮਲ ਕੀਤਾ ਸੀ ਤੋਂ ਪ੍ਰੇਮੀ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੀ ਯਾਦ ਬਣਾਈ ਬੈਠੇ ਇੱਥੇ ਇਸ ਵਾਸਤੇ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਇੱਥੇ ਆ ਕੇ ਬੜੀ ਖੁਸ਼ੀ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਪ੍ਰੇਮੀਆਂ ਨੂੰ ਮਿਲ ਕੇ ਜਿਨ੍ਹਾਂ ਨੇ ਮਾਤਾ ਮਿਲੀ ਦੀ ਬੜੀ ਸੇਵਾ ਕੀਤੀ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਅਸੀਂ ਪ੍ਰੇਰਣਾ ਲੈਣੀ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਕਿਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਗੁਰੂ ਸਿੱਖਾਂ ਦਾ ਆਪਸਰੀ ਮੇ ਪਿਆਰ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਸਿੱਖ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਵੀ ਗੁਰੂ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਸੇ ਨੇ ਪਿਆਰ ਦਾ ਪੌਦ ਉਹਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਲਾਇਆ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਮੇਰੇ ਦਿਲ ਅੰਦਰ ਜਿਨ੍ਹਾਂ ਨੇ ਮਾਤਾ ਮਿਲੀ ਦੀ ਸੇਵਾ ਕਰੀ ਬੜੀ ਕਦਰ ਹੈ ਮੈਂ ਉਸ ਕਦਰ ਕਰਦਾ ਹੋਇਆ ਹੀ ਜਦ ਵੀ ਸੰਤ ਬਣ ਜਾਉਣਾ ਹੈ ਇੱਥੇ ਆਉਣ ਦੀ ਮੇਰੀ ਕੋਸ਼ਿਸ਼ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਜੀਨ ਦੇ ਵੀ ਧੰਨਵਾਦੀ ਹਾਂ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਇਹ ਕਾਰਜਕ੍ਰਮ ਪਹਿਲਾਂ ਤੋਂ ਹੀ ਤਿਆਰੀ ਕਰਦਾ ਹੈ ਜਦ ਵੀ ਇਹ ਮਿਲਦਾ ਹੈ ਇਹ ਤਾਂ ਇਹੀ ਕਹਿਣ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਜਦ ਸੰਤ ਬਾਣੀ ਦਾ ਪ੍ਰੋਗਰਾਮ ਹੋਵੇ ਤਾਂ ਐਕਟਨ ਜ਼ਰੂਰ ਪ੍ਰੋਗਰਾਮ ਰੱਖਣਾ ਆਪ ਨੂੰ ਪਤਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਮਾਤਾ ਮਿਲੀ ਨੇ ਮੇਰੀ ਮਾਤਾ ਦੀ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਹੀ ਦੇਖਭਾਲ ਕੀਤੀ ਉਹ ਕਹਿੰਦੀ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਸੀ ਕਿ ਇੱਕ ਦਿਨ ਐਸਾ ਸੀਗਾ ਕਿ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਕਰਪਾਲ ਨੇ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੀ ਜੂਠੀ ਪਿਆਲੀ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਜਿਹਦੇ ਵਿੱਚੋਂ ਚਾਹ ਪੀ ਕੇ ਹਟੀ ਸੀ ਖੁਦ ਉਹਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਪਾ ਕੇ ਪੀਤੀ ਇਹ ਕਿਹਾ ਕਿ ਜਿਸ ਨੇ ਮੇਰੇ ਪਿੱਛੋਂ ਕੰਮ ਕਰਨਾ ਹੈ ਉਸ ਨੂੰ ਮਾਤਾ ਦੀ ਵੱਡੀ ਲੋੜ ਹੈ ਇਹ ਸਾਰਾ ਕੁਝ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਉਸਨੇ ਰਾਜਸਥਾਨ ਵੀ ਦੱਸਿਆ ਜਦ ਮੈਂ ਉਹਦੇ ਘਰੇ ਗਿਆ ਉਦੋਂ ਵੀ ਦੱਸਿਆ ਮੇਰੇ ਦਿਲ ਅੰਦਰ ਜੋ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਕਿਰਪਾਲ ਦੇ ਨੇੜੇ ਰਿਹਾ ਹੈ ਜਾਂ ਜਿਨ੍ਹਾਂ ਨੇ ਦਰਸ਼ਨ ਵੀ ਕੀਤਾ ਉਸ ਦਾ ਮੇਰੇ ਦਿਲ ਚ ਬੜੀ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੀ ਇੱਜ਼ਤ ਰਹਿੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਪਿਆਰ ਰਹਿੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਮੈਂ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਸਭ ਦਾ ਸਤਿਕਾਰ ਕਰਦਾ ਹਾਂ ਜਿਨ੍ਹਾਂ ਨੇ ਉਸ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਕਿਰਪਾਲ ਨੂੰ ਦੇਖਿਆ ਆਈ ਐਮ ਵੈਰੀ ਪਲੀਜ਼ ਟੂ ਕਮ ਹੀਅਰ ਟੂ ਐਕਟਨ ਬਿਕੋਜ਼ ਐਸ ਯੂ ਆਲ ਨੋ ਦੈਟ that mother mili was a very beloved one so very good dear one of beloved master kripal she was one of those dear ones of beloved master kripal who had followed the teachings of master kripal <coughs> and i had much respect and appreciation for her all the dear ones those who have served her and those who were connected with her for them also i have much respect and appreciation and only appreciating their service to mother mili and their connection to mother mili i come here to acton whenever i come to santwani ashram i always come to this place and i am always very happy to see and meet with those dear ones those who have served and those who had been associated with mother mili 
whenever Jean <coughs> goes to India or whenever we meet, he always insists that whenever we have a program at Sanbani, I should come here. So I'm very grateful to Jean that he has made this arrangement for me to come here. And I'm very happy to be here and once again be able to see all the dear ones, those who were associated and those who took care of Mother Millie. You know about Mother Millie, that how devoted she was to beloved Master Kripal. She was that disciple of beloved Master Kripal, who was a living example of the deep relationship between the Master and the disciple. She had told me in Rajasthan that how once after she had finished drinking the tea, Master Kripal took that cup, poured some tea in that cup and he drank and he had said that the one who is going to work after me will need a mother and you have to be his mother. She told me this in Rajasthan and also when I came to her house, she told me that and indeed she was like a mother to me. She took very good care of me. She served me like a mother. You know that it is all due to the grace of the master. It is all between the disciple and the master. Master is the one who plants, <coughs> who sows the seed of the love within the disciple and then he himself nourishes that seed, makes it bloom to a plant and in that way he encourages the disciple to grow in the love. So I am very grateful to my beloved Lord Kirpal who has sown the seed of love within all of you and I am very happy to come here. In my heart I always have a lot of respect and appreciation for all those who have had the good fortune of having the darshan of my beloved Master Kirpal and those who have heard him, those who have known about him, I have much respect and appreciation for them and I always become very happy whenever I am able to see them. So once again I would like to thank dear Jean for making this program happen and I am very happy to come to Acton and see all the dear ones who were associated with and who had served Mother Millie. जो मेरा फिकर मेरे गुरु नुसी उधर मैं बयान नहीं कर सकता गा इससे तरह राजस्थान देविच भी जेठे लोगों को तो पॉलिटेक्स देविच मजबूत सं जनादावसाला के जोर सी महाराज करपाल खुद उन्हें देख करीं गए उन्हें उन्हें बड़े प्यार ना किया भी मेरे साथ भी तुसी देख पाल करनी है हम तुसी my master was very much concerned for my welfare and that is why and I cannot describe that how much he was concerned for me and how much he cared for me. When he went to Rajasthan, he went and met with the bigwigs in the politics of that area and he told them that they should take care of me. So you can very well imagine that how much a master cares for his <coughs> disciple. सिख दी कौन कदर करता है जेड़ा गुरु दी करता है गुरु अर्जुन देव ने कहा सी जो दी से गुर सिखड़ा तिस निवने में लगा पाए जियो आखा बिरथा जी की मेरा सबे दुख गवाए जियो हु एप्रिशिएट्स द डिसाइपल ऑफ द मास्टर ओनली ही हु एप्रिशिएट्स द मास्टर गुरु अर्जुन देव जी महाराज हैड सेड दैट इफ आई वर टू मीट एनी डिसाइपल ऑफ द मास्टर आई वुड bow down at his feet, I would touch his feet, I would tell him about the pains of my heart and by telling him all the pains of my heart, all the pains would go away. Guru Ram Das ne keha siga, tu aappe guru chela, guru vich de tujhe tihai, o aapi guru hai, aapi chela hai, par guru de vich bhi hoke usun tihai janda hai, adhe aapke de 
ਅੰਦਰ ਵੀ ਵਿਦਿਆ ਉਹੀ ਹੈ ਸਟੂਡੈਂਟ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਵੀ ਉਹੀ ਵਿਦਿਆ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਫਰਕ ਇਤਨਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਸਟੂਡੈਂਟ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਸੁੱਤੀ ਪਈ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਵਿਦਿਆ ਟੀਚਰ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਜਾਗੀ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਵਿਦਿਆ ਜਿਵੇਂ ਜਿਵੇਂ ਟੀਚਰ ਦੀ ਸਟੂਡੈਂਟ ਸੰਗਤ ਕਰਦਾ ਹੈ ਸੋਭਤ ਕਰਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹਦਾ ਕਿਹਾ ਮੰਨਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹਦੇ ਮੁਤਾਬਕ ਮਿਹਨਤ ਕਰਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਵੀ ਉਹ ਸੁੱਤੀ ਵਿਦਿਆ ਜਿਹੜੀ ਜਾਗ ਪੈਂਦੀ ਹੈ ਜਦ ਉਹ ਵਿਦਿਆ ਉਹਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਜਾਗ ਪੈਂਦੀ ਹੈ ਉਹੀ ਡਿਗਰੀ ਉਹ ਪ੍ਰਾਪਤ ਕਰ ਲੈਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਟੀਚਰ ਔਰ ਸਟੂਡੈਂਟ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਕੋਈ ਫਰਕ ਨਹੀਂ ਰਹਿੰਦਾਗਾ ਗੁਰੂ ਰਾਮਦਾਸ ਜੀ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਹੈਡ ਸੈਡ ਥੈਟ ਓ ਲਾਰਡ ਯੂ ਯੋਰਸੈਲਫ ਆਰ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਯੂ ਯੋਰਸੈਲਫ ਆਰ ਦ ਡਿਸਾਈਪਲ ਐਂਡ ਓਨਲੀ ਥਰੂ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਕੈਨ ਵਨ do the devotion of god almighty you know that <coughs> it is the same power working in the disciple and the same in the master we cannot go and do the devotion of god almighty unless we go through the master we can do the devotion of god almighty only through the master it is like the knowledge of learning it is within the student as well as it is within the teacher the only difference is that in the teacher that knowledge of learning is manifested whereas in the student it is not yet manifested but when he goes in the company of the teacher when he lives up to what the teacher is asking him to do when he does things according to the instructions of his teacher he also obtains the degree and once he obtains the degree then no difference is remained between the student and the teacher they both become the same bachiyan de kitab de andar ਕਹਾਣੀ ਆਉਂਦੀ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਇਹਨੂੰ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਸਾਵਨ ਸਿੰਘ ਵੀ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਕਿਰਪਾਲ ਸਿੰਘ ਵੀ ਆਪਦੇ ਸੰਗਾਂ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਸੁਣਾਉਂਦੇ ਰਹੇ ਆ ਕਿ ਇੱਕ ਬੁੱਢਾ ਫਕੀਰ ਕਿਸੇ ਪਿੰਡ ਵਿੱਚ ਰਹਿੰਦਾ ਸੀਗਾ ਉੱਥੇ ਕਾਲ ਪੈ ਗਿਆ ਉਹ ਲੋਕ ਸਾਰੇ ਇਕੱਠੇ ਹੋ ਕੇ ਗਾਮ ਵਾਲੇ ਉਸ ਬੁੱਢੇ ਫਕੀਰ ਦੇ ਪਾਸ ਆਏ ਕਿ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਸਾਡੇ ਹੱਕ ਵਿੱਚ ਦੁਆ ਕਰੋ بارش ਹੋ ਜਾਵੇ ਤਾਂ ਕਿ ਫਸਲ ਅੱਛੀ ਹੋ ਜਾਵੇ ਉਹ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗਿਆ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਰੁਕ ਜਾਓ ਥੋੜਾ ਬਹੁਤਾ ਚਿਰ ਫੇਰ ਸਹੀ ਪਾਣਾ ਮੰਨੋ ਉਹ ਚਲੇ ਗਏ ਫੇਰ ਇੱਕ ਦਿਨ ਉਸ ਪਿੰਡ ਦੇ ਸਾਰੇ ਕੁੱਤੇ ਮਰ ਗਏ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੇ ਫੇਰ ਕਿਹਾ ਆ ਕੇ ਕਿ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਜੀ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਸਾਡੇ ਹੱਕ ਵਿੱਚ ਦਿਆ ਦੁਆ ਕਰੋ ਸਾਡੇ ਸਾਰੇ ਕੁੱਤੇ ਮਰ ਗਏ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗੇ ਜੋ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਦਾ ਪਾਣਾ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਹੋ ਗਿਆ ਹੈ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਪਾਣਾ ਮੰਨੋ ਫੇਰ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਸਾਰੇ ਕੁੱਕੜ ਮਰ ਗਏ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੇ ਫੇਰ ਜਾ ਕੇ ਉਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਦੀ ਬੇਨਤੀ ਕੀਤੀ ਉਹ ਫਕੀਰ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗਿਆ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਪਾਣਾ ਮੰਨੋ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਦਾ ਇੱਕ ਦਿਨ ਐਸਾ ਹੋਇਆ ਕਿ ਸਾਰੇ ਪਿੰਡ ਦੀਆਂ ਅਗਾ ਬੁਝ ਗਈਆਂ ਉਹ ਜਵਾਨੇ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਅੱਜ ਦੀ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਵਿਗਿਆਨਕ ਯੁੱਗ ਨਹੀਂ ਸੀਗਾ ਦਿਆ ਸਲਾਈ ਦਾ ਕੋਈ ਸਾਧਨ ਨਹੀਂ ਸੀਗਾ ਲੋਕ ਜਾਂ ਤਾਂ ਪੱਥਰ ਤੇ ਪੱਥਰ ਮਾਰ ਕੇ ਅਗਨੀ ਪੈਦਾ ਕਰਦੇ ਸੀ ਆਮ ਉਸ ਅਗਨੀ ਨੂੰ ਦਬਾ ਕੇ ਰੱਖ ਛੱਡਦੇ ਸੀਗੇ ਤੋ ਉਸ ਵੇਲੇ ਅੱਗਾਂ ਬੁੱਝ ਜਾਣੀਆਂ ਕਾਫੀ ਮੁਸ਼ਕਲ ਸੀ ਉਸ ਫਕੀਰ ਦੇ ਕੋਲ ਫੇਰ ਗਏ ਉਹ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗਿਆ ਕਿ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਪਾਣਾ ਮੰਨੋ ਪ੍ਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਜੋ ਕਰਦਾ ਹੈ ਅੱਛਾ ਕਰਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਲੋਕ ਬੜੇ ਪਰੇਸ਼ਾਨ ਹੋਏ ਕਿ ਬਾਰਸ਼ ਨਹੀਂ ਹੋਈ ਸਾਡੀਆਂ ਫਸਲਾਂ ਤਬਾਹ ਹੋਈਆਂ ਕੁੱਤੇ ਮਰ ਗਏ ਹੈ ਤਾਂ ਵੀ ਇਹ ਫਕੀਰ ਕਹਿੰਦਾ ਪਾਣਾ ਮੰਨੋ ਜੇ ਸਾਡੇ ਕੁੱਕੜ ਮਰ ਗਏ ਹੈ ਤਾਂ ਵੀ ਇਹ ਕਹਿੰਦਾ ਪਾਣਾ ਮੰਨੋ ਅੱਗਾਂ ਕੁਝ ਗਿਆ ਤਾਂ ਵੀ ਇਹ ਕਹਿੰਦਾ ਪਾਣਾ ਮੰਨੋ ਇਹ ਚੱਲੋ ਆਪਾਂ ਇਸ ਦਾ ਕੋਲੇ ਆਉਣ ਚ ਕੀ ਫਾਇਦਾ ਹੈ ਜਦੋਂ ਇਹ 
ਤਾਂ ਪਾਣੇ ਤੇ ਜ਼ੋਰ ਦੇਈ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਕੁਝ ਦਿਨ ਹੋਏ ਕੋਈ ਬਾਦਸ਼ਾਹ ਕਿਸੇ ਪਾਸੋਂ ਚੜ ਕੇ ਆ ਰਿਹਾ ਸੀਗਾ ਮਾਰੋ ਮਾਰ ਕਰਦਾ ਜਦੋਂ ਉਹਨੇ ਆਪਦੇ ਲੈਕਚਰ ਨੂੰ ਕਿਹਾ ਕਿ ਵੀ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਦੇਖੋ ਇਹ ਜਿਹੜੇ ਦਰਖਤ ਹੈ ਇੱਥੇ ਕੋਈ ਆਬਾਦੀ ਹੈ ਕੋਈ ਕੁੱਤੇ ਭੌਂਕਦੇ ਹੈ ਹੁਣ ਕੁੱਤੇ ਮਰ ਚੁੱਕੇ ਸੀ ਫਿਰ ਕੋਈ ਕੁੱਕੜ ਬੋਲਦਾ ਹੈ ਕੋਈ ਕੁੱਕੜ ਨਹੀਂ ਬੋਲ ਰਿਹਾ ਸੀਗਾ ਕੋਈ ਇੱਥੇ ਆਬਾਦੀ ਹੈ ਤਾਂ ਧੂਆਂ ਨਿਕਲਦਾ ਹੋਏਗਾ ਲੋਕਾਂ ਦਾ ਚੁੱਲਿਆਂ ਵਗੈਰਾ ਦਾ ਉਹ ਆਦੇ ਜੀ ਇੱਥੇ ਕੁਝ ਵੀ ਨਹੀਂਗਾ ਉਹ ਉਹ ਜਗ੍ਹਾ ਤੋਂ ਪਾਸੇ ਚਲੇ ਗਏ ਵੀ ਇੱਥੇ ਦਾ ਕੋਈ ਆਬਾਦੀ ਨਹੀਂ ਕਿਉਂ ਆਪਾਂ ਟਾਈਮ ਖਰਾਬ ਕਰਨਾ ਹੈ ਜਦੋਂ ਉਹ ਪਿੰਡ ਵਾਲੇ ਨੂੰ ਪਤਾ ਲੱਗਿਆ ਕਿ ਉਹ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਬਾਦਸ਼ਾਹ ਸੀ ਕਤਲੋਗਾਰ ਦਾ ਕਰਦਾ ਆਉਂਦਾ ਉਹ ਆ ਚੀਜ਼ਾਂ ਉਹਨੂੰ ਨਿਸ਼ਾਨੀਆਂ ਨਹੀਂ ਮਿਲੀਆਂ ਤੋਂ ਦੂਰੋਂ ਇਧਰ ਦੀ ਲੰਘ ਗਿਆ ਹੈ ਉਸ ਫਕੀਰ ਦੇ ਉੱਤੇ ਤਾਂ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੇ ਆਪਣਾ ਅਮਾਨ ਲਿਆਉਣਾ ਸੀਗਾ ਬਲਕਿ ਲੱਖ ਲੱਖ ਉਸ ਫਕੀਰ ਦਾ ਵੀ ਸ਼ੁਕਰ ਕੀਤਾ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਸੰਤਾਂ ਦੀ ਬਾਤ ਦਾ ਬਾਅਦ ਵਿੱਚ ਰਾਜ ਦਾ ਪਤਾ ਲੱਗਦਾ ਹੈ ਇਸੇ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਕਰਪਾਲ ਨੇ ਬਾਹਰ ਆ ਕੇ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਪਾਣਾ ਮੰਨਣ ਤੇ ਵੀ ਜ਼ੋਰ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਕਿ ਦੇਖੋ ਬਈ ਜਦ ਉਹਦਾ ਪਾਣਾ ਟਲਦਾ ਹੀ ਨਹੀਂਗਾ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਉਹ ਮਾਲਕ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਬੇਅੰਤ ਹੈ ਖੁਦਮਖਤਿਆਰ ਹੈ ਤੋ ਸਾਰੇ ਪਾਣਾ ਮੰਨੋ ਇਨਸਾਨ ਦੇ ਜਾਮੇ ਦੀ ਕਦਰ ਕਰੋ ਸਾਰੇ ਗੁਰਸਿੱਖ ਜਿਤਨੇ ਵੀ ਹੋ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਮਿਲ ਕੇ ਬੈਠੋ ਸੱਚ ਤਾਂ ਇਹ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਕੋਈ ਪਰਾਇਆ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੀ ਨਹੀਂਗਾ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਸਭ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਉਹ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਹੈ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਕਿਹੜਾ ਹੈ ਜਿਹਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਨਹੀਂ ਪਸ਼ੂ ਅੰਦਰ ਵੀ ਹੈ ਪੰਛੀ ਅੰਦਰ ਵੀ ਹੈ ਇਨਸਾਨ ਅੰਦਰ ਵੀ ਹੈ ਹਵਾਨ ਅੰਦਰ ਵੀ ਹੈ ਹਰ ਇੱਕ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਉਹ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਹੈ ਅਗਰ ਅਸੀਂ ਫੇਰ ਵੀ ਕਿਸੇ ਨਾਲ ਨਫ਼ਰਤ ਕਰਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਤਾਂ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਨਾਲ ਹੀ ਕਰ ਰਹੇ ਹਾਂ देयर इज अ स्टोरी इन द चिल्ड्रंस बुक व्हिच मास्टर कृपाल सिंह जी एज़ वेल एज़ मास्टर साउन सिंह जी यूज्ड टू ऑफन टेल द रियवंस इन द संगत इट गोस लाइक दिस दैट देयर वाज अ विलेज एंड आउटसाइड ऑफ दैट विलेज देयर यूज्ड टू लिव अ सेंट एंड पीपल ऑफ दैट विलेज यूज्ड टू गो टू सी हिम once it so happened that there was a very severe drought and the villagers got worried that if it does not rain what will happen to their crops so they went to the saint and they requested they said master please shower your grace and let us have the rain so that we may have good crop he said that accept the will of god everything is in the will of god so they came back and it did not rain so they did not have good crop after some time it so happened that all the dogs of that village died <clears throat> so they once again got together and they went to the master to the saint and they said that master all the dogs of our village have died you should shower some grace upon us he said that this also is in the will of lord you should learn to accept the will of god so again they came back after some days all the roosters of that village also died so the villagers went back to the saint and they said that master all the roosters of our village have died kindly shower grace upon us so that we may be saved from all these kind of calamities he said that you know that everything which happens happens in the will of lord so you should accept his will nothing is outside his will it is his will and you should accept his will so when this thing went on happening all the villagers thought that what is the use of going to such a saint who always says that accept the will of god so they complained they said that first when we didn't get the rain you said that it was the will of god then when all the dogs died you said that it is the will of god and now when all the roosters have died you say that it is the will of lord so what is all this after some days all the fires of that village were put off 
in those days it was not a scientific age so in those days there were no means of creating the fire either they used to strike the stones with each other and in that way produce the fire or they would preserve the fire so it so happened that all the fires went off and it was very difficult for them to live their life without the fire so they once again came to him and once again the saint had the same answer he said that it was the will of lord so they all got upset and they said that what is the use of going to such a saint who say that it is the will of lord when we didn't have the crop when we didn't have the rain when the dogs died when the roosters died and now when we don't have the fire still he is saying that it is the will of lord so it is better not to go to such a saint so they got upset and they came home after some time it so happened that there was a king who was killing everyone who was invading all over so when he came close to that village he asked his people he asked his army that go and look for some habitation close by so that we may go and plunder all the wealth that we may go and invade that village or that town usually when there is a habitation when there are some people living in some area either some smoke is coming out if there is any fire either the dogs bark or the roosters make the sound but since all the dogs had died no dog was barking in that area there were no roosters and there was no fire and there was no sign of any prosperity there so the king thought that what is the use of wasting any time over here so he just went by leaving that place alone so when the villagers came to know that a very cruel king was in that area and he was going to invade this place but since he did not see any gain in invading that place because there was no fire coming out there was no smoke coming out from anyone's chimney and there was no dog there were no roosters there was no sign of any prosperity that is why he just went by this place without touching this place so they all became very grateful to that master and they came to him and their faith in that master became manifold and they devoted themselves to him so dear ones it is all in the will of lord whatever happens in our life it is all in his will of lord we should be very grateful to beloved lord kripal because he came all over the world he went and he taught us to appreciate and remain in the will of lord everything which happens is in the will of lord and we should understand this god almighty is present within all of us and we should appreciate everyone we should respect everyone because all what we see and all what we meet and all what happens all what we come across is in his will so lord almighty kripal came in this world he taught us the will and he also taught us that how god almighty was present within all of us and we should love everyone we should respect everyone and we can do that only if we are doing the devotion of lord to see bhajan padde ne कोने कोने ते मैं फिरया नूर तेरा हर थां दिसया मेनू दिसदा ना तेरे बिना होर दा ते इन द भजन यू रीड दैट आई वेंट टू एवरी नूक एंड कॉर्नर एंड आई सॉ योर लाइट एवरीवेयर आई डोंट सी एनीवन एल्स बिसाइड्स यू वेयरएवर आई लुक तेरेओ मैं जिस भी मुल्क दे अंदर गया है मेनू बड़ी खुशी आत्मा न मिलके हुंदी है मेरी आत्मा दे विच सरूर आंदा है कि जब मैं आप दे गुरु नु हर एक दे अंदर देखदा है ओदा धन्यवाद करण दा मौका मिलदा है कि किस तरह समुंदरा च पहाड़ा च 
ਦੂਰ ਨੇੜੇ ਧਰਤੀ ਦੇ ਕੋਣੇ ਕੋਣੇ ਤੇ ਉਸ ਨੇ ਪਿਆਰ ਦੇ ਪੌਦੇ ਲਾਏ ਹੈ ਡੀਅਰ ਵਨਸ ਵੈਰੇਵਰ ਆਈ ਹੈ ਗੋਨ ਨੋ ਮੈਟਰ ਇਨ ਵਾਟ ਕੰਟਰੀ ਬਟ ਵੈਰੇਵਰ ਆਈ ਹੈ ਗੋਨ ਆਈ ਹੈਵ ਆਲਵੇਸ ਬੀਨ ਵੈਰੀ ਹੈਪੀ ਮੀਟਿੰਗ ਵਿਦ ਦ ਸੋਲਸ ਮਾਈ ਸੋਲ ਬਿਕਮਸ ਵੈਰੀ ਇੰਟੋਕਸਿਕੇਟਡ ਵੈਨ ਆਈ ਸੀ ਮਾਈ ਬਿਲਵਰਡ ਲਾਰਡ ਵਿਦਿਨ ਆਲ ਦ ਸੋਲਸ ਐਂਡ ਆਈ ਬਿਕਮ ਅਮੇਜ਼ਡ ਐਂਡ ਆਈ ਬਿਕਮ ਵੈਰੀ ਪਲੀਜ਼ਡ ਵੈਨ ਆਈ ਸੀ ਥੈਟ ਹਾਊ ਹੀ ਹੈਸ ਪਲਾਂਟਡ ਥੀਸ ਪਲਾਂਟਸ ਆਫ ਦ ਲਵ ਵਿਦਿਨ ਐਵਰੀਵਨ ਇਨ ਦ ਵਾਟਰਸ ਆਫ ਦ ਓਸ਼ਨ ਔਨ ਦ ਟੌਪ ਆਫ ਦ ਮਾਊਂਟੇਨਸ ਇਨ ਦ ਨੀਅਰ ਪਲੇਸਸ ਐਂਡ ਫਾਰ ਡਿਸਟੈਂਟ ਪਲੇਸਸ ਆਲ ਓਵਰ ਦ ਵਰਲਡ ਆਲ ਓਵਰ ਦ ਪਲੇਸਸ ਹੀ ਇਸ ਪ੍ਰੈਜ਼ੈਂਟ ਉਹ ਹਮੇਸ਼ਾ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਹੁੰਦੇ ਸੀ ਏਕ ਬਣੋ ਨੇਕ ਬਣੋ ਹੀ ਆਲਵੇਸ ਯੂਜ਼ ਟੂ ਸੇ ਥੈਟ ਯੂ ਸ਼ੁੱਡ ਬੀ ਵਨ ਬੀ ਗੁੱਡ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਜਿਆਦਾ ਸੀ ਇੱਕ ਬਣਾਗੇ ਪ੍ਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਮਿਲ ਕੇ ਇੱਕ ਬਣ ਜਾਵਾਂਗੇ ਤਦ ਹੀ ਅਸੀਂ ਨੇਕ ਵੀ ਬਣ ਜਾਵਾਂਗੇ ਆਪਣੇ ਜੀਵਨ ਨੂੰ ਵੀ ਸੁਧਾਰ ਲਾਂਗੇ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਸੰਤਾਂ ਦੇ ਹਰ ਬਚਨ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਬੜਾ ਡੂੰਘਾ ਰਾਜ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਬੜੀ ਗਹਿਰਾਈ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਇਫ ਯੂ ਵਿਲ ਬਿਕਮ ਵਨ ਵਿਦ ਗੋਡ ਆਲਮਾਈਟੀ ਓਨਲੀ ਥੈਨ ਵੀ ਵਿਲ ਬਿਕਮ ਗੁੱਡ ਥੇਰ ਇਜ਼ ਅ ਡੀਪ ਸੀਕ੍ਰੇਟ ਇਨ ਦ ਵਰਡਸ ਆਫ ਦ ਪਰਮਸੰਸ ਆਫ ਦ ਪਰਫੈਕਟ ਮਾਸਟਰਸ ਸੋ ਜਿੰਨਾ ਪ੍ਰੇਮੀਆਂ ਨੇ ਇੱਥੇ ਪ੍ਰਬੰਧ ਕੀਤਾ ਹੈ ਸਾਰਿਆਂ ਦੇ ਰਲ ਕੇ ਮੈਂ ਸਾਰਿਆਂ ਦਾ ਆਪਣੇ ਗੁਰੂ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਸਾਵਣ ਕਰਪਾਲ ਦੇ ਨਾਮ ਵਿੱਚ ਸਭ ਦਾ ਧੰਨਵਾਦੀ ਹਾਂ ਸੋ ਇਨ ਦ ਨੇਮ ਆਫ ਮਾਈ ਬਿਲਵਰਡ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਸਾਵਨਸ ਐਂਡ ਕਿਰਪਾਲ ਆਈ ਐਮ ਵੈਰੀ ਗ੍ਰੇਟਫੁਲ ਟੂ ਆਲ ਦ ਰੀਵਨਸ ਹੂ ਹੈ ਮੇਡ ਦੀ ਅਰੇਂਜਮੈਂਟਸ ਹੀਅਰ Uh, closing bhajan is on page 190 <coughs> instead of wandering to door after door fall at the door of satguru <coughs> all the business of this world is faults give it up earn the profit and take it if you forget the naam you suffer and get the fruit of your karmas meditate on the true name of the master and remain in his will when you say thine thine you breathe easily o oh, dear one giving up the false path follow the true path whoever comes into the refuge of the master gets the gifts he asked for giving up all false disputes take refuge in the master Oh Jabe if you have true love you meet beautiful Kapal you have got the true Satguru take refuge in him instead of wandering to door after door fall at the door of Satguru all the business of this world is false give it up earn the profit and take it by Jan of Sanchi on page 190 O dar dar de firne nalo sat guru de dar te de ja O dande sab jute chat ke laha kat jagto le ja O dar dar de firne nalo sat guru de dar te de ja ओ दंदे सब जूते चढ़ के 
Instead of wandering door to door, fall at the door of Satguru. All the business of this world is false. Give it up, earn the profit, and take it. May God continue to bless us all. <laughs> 